1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on the news that Michael Beale has been sacked as manager of Rangers. Ten months in the Ibrox hot seat came to an end after a 3-1 home defeat to Aberdeen as the Rangers fans voiced their displeasure. What next then as the search begins for the next man to pick up the challenge and elsewhere Celtic's late winner won't have helped matters leaving it late to go seven points clear of their city rivals. I am Gordon Duncan, the phone lines are heating up already and waiting to take your calls Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna
2: Gordon, Michael Beale is gone Stephen Davis is in charge the Rangers board now have to find a new permanent manager in the meantime trips to Limassol and Paisley are on the horizon Celtic are almost over the horizon in terms of this season's Premiership title but who will be the next Ibrox boss? how quickly will the board make the appointment? and how will Michael Beale's reign be viewed by Rangers fans? we are ready to hear your thoughts on Nudsen and Muscat Jansen and Marsh, Lampard, and maybe even Miller. And that is
3: the question, is who's going to be next in that hot seat? It's that's uh, what'll be on the on the minds of every Rangers fan about Scotland at this moment in time, uh, and what's what's going to unfold over the over the coming weeks. Uh, for me, I know you need to take time and make sure the decisions are right, but I think an appointment or a permanent appointment at that needs to be in the off pretty quickly. 01419511025, that is the number you need. So
1: get in touch and let us know what you're thinking tonight. Where did it go wrong? Was it the right decision? How do you look back on Michael Beale's reign? What type of squad does he leave behind? Who should be next? It is all there. Give us a call right now. 01419511025. Or you can tweet us as well, at Clyde S. S-B. It is extremely busy on the phone lines already And uh, let's remind ourselves of how we got here This is what happened on Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Saturday Rangers 1,
2: Aberdeen 3 The full-time score at Ibrooks, And the Rangers supporters that are left in this ground at the moment Are making their feelings known They are not happy The Rangers
4: board have to stop doing this on the cheap They need to relieve him today of his duties and they
5: need to spend what they need to spend and get the right manager in. There's never been a style I
4: play there. The signings that have come in are absolute drosh. I've sat there and watched that for the start of the season and I still can't work out, one, what system we play, two, what game Michael Beal watches because it can't be the same as us.
3: I get the frustration
2: Their supporters They follow this club All the way around the world Their support is seen I think that They could help One or two of the players But one or two of the players And the team Has certainly got to help themselves There
1: are certain
6: criteria You need to meet To be a Rangers manager You need to be a winner You need to
7: achieve things You know What What are we doing here I just feel that His time is up Get him out, Sean. It's him or me Get him out (laughs) And
1: on that note, 01419511025, that is how we got to where we are tonight. To Roger Hannah, how do
2: you look back on it all? It was inevitable. Uh, I think, you know, you sometimes know when a manager's time is up. And for the last few weeks, it's felt as if Michael Beale has been one result away from the sack. That week, he lost in Eindhoven and at home to Celtic. I thought at the time he was fortunate not to be sacked there and then. Um, the Rangers board gave him a little bit more time to see if he could get it right but had he lost to Bettis, had he lost to Livingston had he lost to Motherwell he would have been gone, he did lose to Aberdeen and I think it was just the manner of the defeat and the toxic atmosphere at Ibrox and the toxic atmosphere on the phone lines in this show on Saturday night you knew the writing was on the wall and it was just a matter of a matter of when rather than if so not you know the right call then for you if that's think, the, the yeah, appropriate yeah, I mean, phrase it's, it's just an inevitable call the Rangers there was a disconnect between Michael Beale and the Rangers support and when that happens there is no way back and I think the board rec- they recognised that yesterday
3: yes I've, I've got to agree Uh Listen, it's always disappointing seeing anybody lose their jobs and you want and you hope that they're going to build and they're going to achieve. But there's three things, and Roger's touched on them. The fans' reactions over a win last week uh, was was toxic after a win against Mullerwell. It was a big re- result against Betis. But you just felt after that week that Roger said, the PSV and the Celtic defeats, that I don't even think it was a loss. I think it was dropped league points, potentially, away from being in trouble. You know, And it turned out that these drop points were a home defeat to Aberdeen. So it was a long way back to turn those fans around. It's seven points behind after seven games and you lost three league games, which again, the league's always the bread and butter for any old firm manager. It's been three losses in seven. And ultimately, what I think has cost them has been the recruitment. There's been a lot made of the recruitment at Rangers over the last couple of seasons. Michael was going on a huge rebuild he was taking it on his own shoulders uh, he put that out there towards the end of the season that he would be the man to lead it and he'd look these guys in the eyes to make sure they had what it took to come and face the challenge that was going to be ahead of representing Rangers and unfortunately at this moment in time I would say outside of Jack Butland there's no other real hit or positive as it stands
1: George is a Rangers fan George, sum up how it feels to be a Rangers fan at the moment
6: Disgusting uh, It's toxic uh, Michael Beale took so long to come to the the media room the other day because I think he was already clearing his desk for Stephen Davis to take over. It was that toxic. Even He, he knew it was coming himself. But all I ask him, can you not take some of the garbage he brought with him? Away with him? I.e. Dessers, lammers even the old players like Lundstrom. Even Tavernier's past it now. It's just getting beyond a joke. But when ultimately it lands on the manager's head, as Kenny and you guys says,
1: I mean it's a strong start. George, you said you're disgusted. Is that you know at what at the decision to appoint Michael Beale in the first place, at the decision to give him so long? At the, you know what 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 is disgusting you?
6: Everything. The, the full club is a, a a laughing joke now. If we came back up, it's been a, a, one thing after another. It's just constantly.
1: Um, well look Let's George covers a lot of ground there um, And I think we know Michael Beal won't And I'm not, not saying George has been Particularly serious I think we know We can't take the players with him um, And that yeah. will be the challenge For the new manager To get a tune out of them um, George that You know Michael Beal would have known Saturday night Sort of thing Do you think He was on that That wavelength as well Yeah yeah, very much Definitely.
2: You could hear in his answers, you know, managers after games do a sort of circuit and they'll do the radio guys, they'll do the TV guys, they'll do the, the Sunday newspapers and the daily newspapers and you could tell with his answers that, that he knew that he'd lost the fight. You know, it wasn't even a, well, you know, I hope the board give me more time to get this right. It wasn't a, I hope the board give us more time to, to integrate these new players in you. You could tell just in his answers that he was just waiting for, for the call from John Bennett and James Bisgrove to, to say he was being relieved of his duty is this when you
1: see the the sort of the power of, of fans voicing their opinions Kenny the reaction after the Celtic game what many observers said it was like nothing they had ever heard before something similar after a win against Motherwell and I don't know how Ibrox was so loud on Saturday because there was nobody left yet it still sounded fairly lively when we you know crossed over at full time so you wonder, is there just no coming back
3: from that? You know, if you're the Rangers board, does that does that make your mind up for you? It was definitely on that road after the Celtic. I say, like I said, I actually felt it was going to be dropped league points. Uh, other than I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it needed to be a defeat, but it was a long, long way back after the after the reactions. It has. been it got to the stage when, when when Rangers won four games in a row there, and it was four clean sheets along that. You're starting to think, right? Okay. How many games does Michael and this team need to win in a row before people actually mm-hmm. start to turn? And it just came to a crashing halt on Saturday. And it was the manner that, and you can go over again, because I, I genuinely believe Rangers should have been a couple up inside the first 10 minutes with the chance they created. But it was the manner, like when, when Aberdeen scored and they took their opportunity for that corner, I just looked at the team and I thought, I don't know even if they believe they can get back into it, and I just think that's the general feeling surrounding the club at the moment, and it's definitely how the fans would have been feeling with a "here we go again" feeling, you know. So, and and as it went, it went, it went two 0 and then Scott Wright gets sent off, and then you got a lifeline, and then you can see straight away, and it was uh, I mean, a brilliant, a brilliant result for Aberdeen, you know, it's, it's on the, on their part of their mini revival. But for Rangers fans, I just felt after that Celtic game, even that Motherwell, when you've actually won again. uh, It was really, really toxic It was negative And it was always going to be a long way back If there was a way back If they turned them
1: Uh, George, were you for Michael Beal's appointment In the first place?
6: No, I thought the job was way too big for Michael Beal Honestly guys If I could have got behind my couch On Saturday afternoon I would have been still hiding there the now (laughs)
1: Um, I would not recommend that. I must admit. Who, what, what, who, larger, who would you have? No, let's. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, let's look back first. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Um, the because obviously we are now all speaking with the benefit of hindsight, and there's a little bit of honesty required here when I ask people how they felt. Now that we was was that job too big for Michael Beale?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, it was always listen. Any managerial appointment is a gamble. Um, they don't all pay off, you know. And at the time Giovanni van Bronckhorst was sacked 10 months ago, um, Rangers gambled in the extreme by appointing a manager who I think had, had 19 games in his entire manager career. He had, had nine career wins as a manager. Um, and he's come in at a time when, Rangers, when the league was effectively lost last season. And I think Rangers supporter like George would have wanted some sort of signs of improvement. Could Rangers win... The one of the Cups no they couldn't could Rangers rebuild in the summer and get off to a flyer this season get into the Champions League groups again make up for the last season and present a real challenge in the Championship to Celtic would have done neither this season and they look further away from Celtic now than they did a year ago when Giovanni Van Bronkers was leaving the club so it was a gamble taking on such a, an inexperienced a rookie manager if you like and it's one that's backfired uh, thanks very much to George for kicking us off tonight. You can tell George's
1: emotions are there. Um, what about Jim? I mean, George says he's disgusted at the way this has all happened. Jim, how would you sum up the way you feel about it?
0: How are you doing, guys? Um,
5: well, uh, you're just echoing what every other bear's saying at the moment. Um, see, the decline in our side since the Scottish Cup final won over Hearts in two seasons is, is absolutely staggering. Um, regarding Bill. I didn't like the guy for the off. I didn't like the way he came up to the stadium two weeks before Gio was sacked. Then when he gave that goal back to Thistle, that finished me off with the guy. So I'm delighted he's away. It was just a guy clearly with his depth that shouldn't have been there in the first place. But regarding the bigger picture, our board simply don't know how to appoint a manager. No, you can actually see every ex-player that's been interviewed since bill has been sacked almost trying to guide them in the direction of appointing a serious, experienced manager. No, I'm 48, and you can mirror back when we were in top, and Celtic were um, second best. All we're doing now is going through our versions of Liam Brady's and Lou McCarry's and so we appoint our version of Martin O'Neill that's going to come in, and you know they can bring you back. We're going to just keep. This is just going to keep going.
1: So seriously, your your dislike, if you like, or your distrust of Michael O'Neill goes all the way back to letting Partick Thistle walk the ball in.
5: Well, to the big time, and even well, I didn't like the way he came up before Gio was sacked, and he was in the stadium and in pubs with fans, and then two weeks later he's got the job. I thought that was really underhand, and knew he can understand the situation Gio was in, but to cut Gio some slack, at least uh, Bill had the chance to sign his end players. I don't think Gio managed to sign any end players. That was all through Ross Wilson.
1: Um, I did wonder if that, you know the. Coming up at Ibrook um when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was in position, would come back to bite Michael Beale, and it certainly seems to, because it's one thing opposition fans having a pop at it, or neutrals and media spectators, or whatever. Um, but it seems to be something that the Rangers fans now
2: are bringing up Yeah, listen, I think it's an unwritten rule among football managers Kenny's probably better placed to answer this than I am but Giovanni van Bronckhorst was under heavy pressure at that stage Rangers were having a historically bad Champions League campaign they were dropping points to the St Johnsons, to the Livingstons, to whoever at that stage and to have a former Rangers head coach or former Rangers coach coming up, a man who knew he was high up in the betting to be the next Rangers manager, and for him to be appearing at Ibrox and, as Jim says, appearing in Rangers supporters pubs around that time, probably was frowned upon by other managers and coaches and and people within football because it's not really the done thing, Gordon. And I know there was a lot said about the Partick Thistle goal, but I didn't realise it was a reason for fans to
3: genuinely... Lose faith in Michael Beale, Kenny? No, I think that's 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 one thing that's a little bit harsher wow. to say, but I, I would definitely agree with uh with the turning up at the at the in the director's box for that game. I thought it shows a real error in judgment. And you know, there was a lot of Rangers fans at the time. Who, I don't think were happy with that type of kind of behaviour, uh, considering when there's a fellow manager down there suffering at that time. You know, and and he's been through it now. He's went through a real tough time. Michael himself this uh, over this last few months and. At that time it wasn't I don't think it showed uh, A lovely class That that you need to probably be That Rangers manager But again What I would say With hindsight it's easy mm-hmm. I do also know There was <laughs> Thousands and thousands Of Rangers fans Were on board with Michael Coming to the, the club sure. as a manager And you know what they were the same guys, same when Gio was coming in Because he ticked all the boxes with the ex-player having the success and that never worked out either What the board have got has got a real, real tough task now To make sure this is the right call with the right man who comes in
1: Jim, when a manager is in place that you see as being the wrong man And then he's relieved of his duties That can and should be almost an exciting time To believe that things are going to get better It doesn't sound to me as if you're, you're too confident about that
5: no, I'm not. That's the biggest problem we've got at the moment. Is um, what's going to go in? As I say, you can actually see all your ex-players: Kevin Thompson, Boyd. Um, I don't know, Kenny. If you've said it yourself that they're actually every interview they say that the club needs an experienced manager, um, which is the problem at the moment. Of who we take personally? I wish it happened ten years later, but I'd take Neil Warnock to the end of the season.
1: Or oh, so would that. For this show alone I mean my, my needs are not really important here I just think about what would be box office for us That, that would certainly tick that box Well
2: yeah I don't think I would be uh, short of a back page Too often between now and the end of the season Gordon you wouldn't be short of any sound bites For this show he would uh, he, Listen he's available He has Him and Hugh Evans could hit it off Two men of a similar I think, generation I think you've taken that too far
1: I'd love it go on why not um, On a s- more serious note um, Kenny it that is the challenge because we're going to hear all these buzz phrases, you know, experience or someone that knows Scottish football or someone that, whatever it is when, when a managerial search comes up, there is no blueprint for it and good
3: luck making the decision because the pressure is on big time. You're right, That's, uh, all these words welcome experience, proven track record, winner, character, personality, uh, knows the game, knows our game inside out, knows the players, knows the teams. I think Anne's disproved that. Coming for Japan, coming for Australia, yeah. never probably knew too much. Listen, maybe they knew about Scottish football and who Celtic were, but it's. Uh, I suppose listen, he was experienced, though, wasn't he? In terms of he was an I've, experienced yeah, manager, yeah, yeah. Michael Gill wasn't. But that's, so he ticks that box. Yeah. he ticks that box. He doesn't tick the known Scottish football box. No. He doesn't tick the the uh, anything else, but. It's, it's not even about, They just needs to be the right guy and I think we said it off air, whoever it is, needs to come in and hit the ground running and one of the biggest, the biggest things for him and what he's going to need to do is, is get a tune out of the current group, a better tune out of the current group because this is what he's got to work with for the next three months. Between now and the 1st of January, mm. this is the group that he's got. Get the injuries back, get more out of this current group of players and that is going to be the first job at hand. Do the players need to take more
1: responsibility than they're getting on this show so far, Jim? It can't all be Michael Beale's fault, is it? It's
5: <laughs> a good question. I think when the chips are down, it's a really big jersey to wear um, and you need to be able to handle it and not one of them has been able to handle it since um, the start of the season. It's alright when things are going smoothly and it's a great, great jersey to wear in that, but it's, when that stadium's in Topia, it's a, hard, it's a big shirt to wear and not one of the players have got the character to handle it. Um, so the thing that's the problem so there's not one of them I mean everybody's talking about Jack Butland who's been an amazing signing but um, the rest of them the, you just wonder where he's going to get these guys that's the problem who's who's actually scouted and then went hey, he's worth 4 million or he's worth they're a series of journeymen there's no winner mentality anywhere in that side including I hate to say it, he's always the it. tavern there as well it's just we need winners mm. to talk to the board right down
1: well look that, that's This is why, you know, managers, when they sort of put themselves out there and let everyone know that they've got more of a hands-on role in recruitment, that that can be great if it goes well, but it's also a stick to beat you with. And unfortunately for Michael Beale, that's the case here. He's the one that sat all summer and said that he, you know, he went and he looked these guys in the eye and don't want, you know, I'm taking more of a role because there is no Ross Wilson, there is no sporting director and I'm comfortable with that and I'm enjoying that. Great if it goes well, it hasn't. And therefore... That's extra criticism for him, surely. He can't sort of... He doesn't have the safety blanket of people
3: blaming someone else for the signings. No, he he doesn't have what they had the previous summer where everybody wants... Who has signed these players? Is it Giovanni? Is it Ross Wilson? He doesn't have that. And he's put that out there himself towards the end of last season. He was putting in the hard yards to go and recruit players that were going to be capable to challenge for Celtic for the league this year. And as at this stage, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. And uh, I think it was a previous caller that says, we need to see improvements in these players. You know, you need to... And to answer Jim's question... Absolutely the players need to take responsibility For when they cross the white line For their performances For the decisions that they make within these performances So uh, listen, the buck always talks to the manager And this is managers, everybody involved in the coaches Know exactly what they're getting into But the players absolutely need to take a responsibility
1: Quite a bit of anger and frustration out there To say the least Tonight 01419511025 Get your thoughts in, we'll speak to you next Clyde 1
0: Super Scoreboard Listen and watch Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Roger
1: Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It has been a passionate start to the phone calls Disgusted was the very first word we heard from a Rangers fan on the phone tonight which uh, might or might not echo or mirror uh, some of your feelings I should say Nathan is a Rangers fan, next up How do you feel about Michael Beal now, Nathan?
8: I've never liked him to begin with it, 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 I've never liked him since You know, he came up when Gio was in charge It was I, I know it's been said previously But it was disrespectful Guy was under pressure He's come up, sat in the stands And made the guy probably feel like I'm, I'm getting booted put, out next week You know what I mean? Totally disrespectful He's just a He's just an I don't even want to say the word because he'll get kicked off, but sure. disgusted really with him. He's he's, he's just no Rangers type. You know what I mean? Like, when he was at QPR he was the manager for about 20 games maybe more, maybe less, right? He, when they took the Rangers job he was on a five game losing streak. You know what I mean? QPR were starting a downfall and the board thought oh, we'll, we'll bring in somebody that's lost these last five games. What's the thoughts behind that? When there was better targets out there like Kevin Musket's been thrown about now, he was a target last season, why didn't we go for him? Somebody that's won trophies, somebody that's proved that he's got the winning mentality. In Australia, won the A-League. In Japan, he's won whatever that whatever that league's called. I mean, he, the J-League, the J-League, there you go. Mm-hmm. He's proved he's a winner, right? And he's, he's just, he doesn't need to prove he's selling anywhere. He's, he's Rangers class, he's won trophies. Michael Beal, 20 games, what did he do? Nothing, won eight games of already starting to fall down fall down the table. And then with his recruitment side, like, I'm sorry, but a manager can say he wants this type of player and that type of player. He's not a scout. He 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 doesn't know the what like, the, the basics about scouting. He can go and watch a player and think, oh that, that, that player's doing good. I mean he just scored a goal. We'll sign for what like, four point five million. The guy scored like five goals last season, Dessers. Is that, is that really Rangers' quality? Are we signing people now that will score five goals a season? You know what I mean? Then he's got video of Fred and Mareloz, and Kent. Combined, they scored over 30 goals last season. Where's the goals coming from? There's nothing there, nothing at all. The guy's, the guy's just an absolute idiot. He's an oh. idiot.
1: But harsh. Sorry, Michael, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, I, don't know if we, I don't know if we need to resort to personal insults. Although, I was worried about whatever word Nathan was going to use previously. So, if that's as bad as it goes, maybe I should. Take it in the chin and move on
2: um, how, how much has Michael Beale's recruitment yeah. Played a part Listen, in this? Two things have done for Michael Biel One His inability to win the big games mm-hmm. He couldn't beat Celtic When there was something on the line You know Cup semi-finals Important league games I know he got to win at Ibrox After Celtic had won the title last season But again at the start of this season PSV Not Celtic at home The Celtic finished that game Remember with a back four of Was it Ralston Lagerby Elk, Scales And Burnaby and Rangers couldn't score a goal. So it was that that's done him, but also at the minute, the the recruitment. Um, He could do nothing but Mirelos and Kent leaving. Their contracts were up. They could do what they liked. But to get rid of Cholak, 17 goals, to get rid of Sakala, who I think was a bit of a fan's favourite, to get rid of Yanis Hadji, again, if he wants to do that, great. But you need to bring in players who are an upgrade on those players. And from what we've seen of Lammers, Dessers, Sema, they are a downgrade On the players mm. who have left And that's not good enough For Rangers and it's not good enough For Nathan and the Rangers support But See on that though right So that, that was
1: Nathan covered a lot of ground there Before we got to the insults um, the, We'll go back to the bit before that He's saying I mean why Why did we appoint him in the first place He had only what was the actual figure 18 games so 19, QPR, 19. Uh, He'd only managed X amount of games and he'd lost his last Five or winless in his last five Um, So shouldn't have hired him but, But really, nothing should have been based on the QPR spell Because it was so short, good or bad The reason, and let's be honest about this Is this perception that he was, how many times have you heard the phrase The brains behind stopping Celtic winning tenor The brains behind Steven Gerrard How true or not that is That clearly played a big part, Kenny So did we see in action the challenge of being a good coach versus being a good manager?
3: That's exactly what it is, because there is, you're right. Did he start OK at Cooper? Yes, his team were at the top of the league. then and They did lose a few games just before, like Nathan says. But it is irrelevant. The relationships that he had built whilst he was at the club for the three and a half years under Steven Gerrard, the job that they'd done building a team to go and get 55 and stop Celtic getting 10 in a row, that's the reason behind getting the job. Listen, the difference between being that head coach or assistant and being the manager of a club, like any club to be honest, but a club like Rangers where the demands and the expectations are so high. Off the back, uh, what's happened last year as well, coming into this year, it was it was going to be extremely high. But it's uh, the differences are when you're the coach, you're solely focusing on the job at hand, which is to devise the sessions, which is to deliver the sessions, which is potentially come up with that game plan with this, with, with the other staff, and then that's 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 the bubble that you live in. When you're the manager, you're. And the, by the looks at, Michael's still doing all that. You are now going to have to deal with the board. You are dealing with the fans' expectations. You are dealing with the media duties. You are dealing, with, as it was last year, recruitment. Whereas there was no Ross Wilson there helping that out again. Previous summer wasn't great recruitment either. So he took on so so much, uh, and that is the differences between being that coach for Steven Gerrard, where he could solely focus on what his role within that staff was.
1: Yeah, l- l- I am trying to separate you two into your areas of expertise. If either of you have got one, um, Kenny, that's the football bit of it. I wonder, from you know, with your sort of journalistic hat on, Roger, or looking at the, looking at the man, the character, because as Kenny says, you then need to deal with everything. How how did Michael Beal handle himself, carry himself, conduct himself, express himself? How much did that stuff work or, or not work for him?
2: Listen, he spoke a lot from a journalist's point of view. It was perfectly reasonable to deal with, He never left you short of words, He never left you short of audio for this show, but at the end of the day, you know, George, Jim, Nathan, the Rangers fans have phoned the show tonight, Gordon, they're not really particularly bothered whether mm. he's good for you or good for me, they want results on the football pitch, and that was where he came up short, mm. he wasn't delivering the results, whether it's because as Kenny says, he was, he was spreading himself too mm. thinly in all the roles he was taking on, it doesn't matter, the bottom mm-hmm. line is... The results were poor. for nah, three, three you, league you, defeats you, out of seven.
1: That should going back to Kenny's area. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rein you back in. <laughs> Fine, I, but w- were there times then? Because again, good for us. I've seen it said on social media in the last few days. Maybe you know, maybe said too much. Maybe contradicted know, listen, himself. Maybe, we, maybe allowed Rangers fans to then say, "Hold on a minute." Last week you said this, or on Wednesday you said that. Yes. And I feel like there was. I feel like there was.
2: Obviously, the result is king, but I still feel like. There was more than that He did build up a lot of players You know Jose Sifuentes Was going to be a game changer For Rangers I haven't seen it yet um, Dujon Sterling Was going to do This that and the next thing He's hardly been seen In the team uh, Dessers and Lamas Were going to Score however many goals And do You know Whatever And they were going to You know Take Rangers to another level And they haven't done it So You know You can understand The The thought process In trying to build up His players confidence But The players and him need to back it up with performances on the pitch. And they've just not done it, Gordon. Mm, Thank you to Nathan. What about Ian, who's a Rangers fan? Ian, uh,
1: how how do you feel about everything that's going on at your club at the moment?
9: I don't know. I feel like my head's spinning, to be honest. Um, Because for weeks, well, since the Celtic uh, result in performance, um, things have just steadily got worse, or certainly not get any better. And uh, it's been really, really strange because you were. Well, I phoned up a while ago after the fact. It was after the Celtic Rangers game, and I think it was uh, Andy Halliday that was on. And I'd I'd said what well, I sat and watched the game, the Celtic Rangers game, and I didn't know what the plan was. I didn't know where we were going, and I couldn't see. Uh, any kind of directive of, uh, And the players just look lost And Andy I'm sure it was Andy who said that I could kind of see well What he's trying to do But I couldn't And I, I don't think anybody Any Rangers fans can For what I've Kind of picked up on And um, do you know the funny Why I'm saying it's fairly really confusing Is because Celtic done their usual They scored in the last two goals Two late goals to win the game And I was gutted I was No, again, or no, 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 again. But, you know, after that result, yes, I was glad Celtic won it. I was glad because if Celtic would have dropped points and then Rangers would have put in a performance for that and we could have caught up with them and maybe get back on their coattails again, it would have been worse, in a funny way, the fact that we never took advantage when we, when we had the chance. You know, it was, it's just, it's totally confusing and where we go from here, we can't bring in another a manager who hasn't been tried and tested and uh, doesn't know what he's doing. I was, I was all for Michael Bill. I'm not one of these guys that's going to come on and say I didn't want him there. I mm-hmm. did. I thought, it, because I believed all the, the hype, maybe that was just me being naive, but I believed what you were talking about. It was the brains behind Stephen Gerrard and he was a, a genius and he was going to do this and do that and I was, I was excited. But it quickly fell away. Um, and never materialised anything at all in fact it's been really really disappointing and he, he's took his back the way, to be honest
1: I'm glad Ian said that because I, I didn't want to constantly to people saying nah, I never liked him in the first place because yeah. I didn't believe that to be a true representation so I'm glad Ian said you know holding his hands up and saying he had he had high hopes um, and it, it didn't it didn't pan out um, I suppose Roger going back to the it the Celtic game ultimately Celtic are better than Rangers and have been and you lose 1-0 it's, it's fairly narrow that, that, that should be forgivable but there was something about it that wasn't in the eyes of the Rangers fans or, or was it
2: part of this this bigger picture um, I think it's been particularly painful for Rangers supporters because at the time I think they felt Celtic's injury situation particularly in defence had left them vulnerable Um I think Rangers fans thought this was a chance. The game was at Ibrox. It was early in the season. It was going to be a makeshift back four for Celtic. Celtic had not had the greatest of starts to the season. Brendan Rodgers coming back. They were were going through a a little transition of their own. And I think Rangers supporters had built themselves up to believe that this was going to be the opportunity Mm. to beat Celtic in a meaningful game for the first time under Michael Beale. And once again, they fell short. Should have been ahead weren't ahead, lost a sloppy goal, couldn't get back into the game. You can usually
1: divide it into, well, here we'll divide it into about 49 categories, Kenny, but if there are main ones for any manager, re- results, obviously top. Another one that keeps coming up is recruitment. Style of play, I'm interested in because Ian mentions it. Loads of Rangers fans mentioned that Every week, we would get calls, even after wins, saying, I don't really see this. I don't, I don't see the plan. It's not like you can see a plan and it's just maybe not quite clicking they couldn't see it and that's the bit that would fly in the face of this idea that well even if Michael Beale is lacking X, Y and Z as a football manager he's meant to be a very good coach so hopefully he can make players better and put a style
3: on that people can see how much did that hold him back? It holds him back now like see me like I go back to Walter Smith here Alex McLeish I don't think you would have heard these types of the discussions. I just think it's, it's new age coaching, mm-hmm. you know, and this is it. We need to understand what it is. But by the way, it's the new, it's the coaches now that are putting that out there as well. So fans jump on it. They want to see a, an identity, a style they play. They want to mm-hmm. be entertained. That and doesn't fine. make it wrong, does uh, it? No, it? absolutely. Because most doesn't. Good teams now have one. Yeah, well, uh, you would say so. But by the way, not, always, not all these styles are. Are actually through design. Sometimes you just mm. got good players that actually yeah. go play well when you enjoy watching usually it. Usually it's recognisable, yeah, though, isn't yeah, it? Well, listen, you, you say that. I, I'm not on that. I'm no. not on that side. I understand where coaching is now, and I, I want to be in it, and I've 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 been in it. So understand what you're trying to do. You want to put some an identity mm-hmm. on your team. You want your team to also reflect you. Sometimes that can be a a bad thing. By the way, in, I
2: agree with that, Kenny. And they want to put their identity on. But when coaches put their identity on a team, usually to the layman, Gordon, myself, the Connors, you can usually identify what that identity is. You know, oh it's a 433 and they're trying to do this, or it's a it's a 352, and they're pushing wing backs on to give them the width. I think the problem for a lot of Rangers fans is. They couldn't see what Michael Beale was trying to do. They couldn't see what the formations were, and a lot of the time the players looked confused as to what the formations were and what they were trying to do.
3: Listen, I would just say the players have not played well to that because also identity again. Maybe to the layman, for me, that's a formation. It's a four-three-three or three-five-two. Three, three, that's not your identity, no. you know. So, but by the way, I actually get it. I do. I get it, and agree. I Agree with, with Ian, and agree with the point that what we've seen for Rangers has not been good. So, if an identity, by the way, is we're performing well, then, then it's not there. Rangers have, have been taught that. Again, there has been a lot of injuries to key players, right? I get that. But those key players, Cantwell, Raskin, Lawrence, Roof, were already in the building. So the yeah. Seimas, the Danilos, the, the Dessers, the Lammers, the Sifuentes, they were the guys that were supposed to be brought in again. Not to take them to another level, but to make them better and improve the starting lineup. And at this moment, that's not happening.
2: And there's been a lot of criticism in this show... And Saturday and previous weeks, Scodden about Michael Beale. The criticism will get a lot worse if Stephen Davis and his group of coaches come in and suddenly get a tune out of Lamas oh, yeah. and Dessers and Sema and Sterling and all these guys. Well, we'll get to that because Rangers do have an interim coaching team of Stephen Davis and
1: Alex Ray. So if you've got thoughts on that, uh, get them into us right now. Let me run this past you. It is a double rollover, make me a winner after the last person we called said hello, which is understandable, instead of make me a winner, which is clearly the phrase that you need to remember. We could make you a winner of £94,000 tomorrow when we make another call, but you need to be in the draw and you need to say make me a winner straight away when we call you. So text yes to 61025... Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com And online entries are £2 Or call 0330 880 4523 And calls are charged at a standard rate as well It's over 18s only And the entries since Tom won on Thursday Have rolled over So all the rules for this network competition are online And if you get the call from us after 3pm On Tuesday the 3rd of October Answer within 5 rings Say make me a winner straight away To win 94 thousand pounds. Text yes to 61025.
0: 141 This is Scottish football's lead leader. Clyde one super scoreboard.
1: Brian is next up. The phone lines are red hot. Keep your thoughts coming in on the news that Michael Beale is no longer the Rangers manager. It happened about oh, it was ten o'clock last night. Oh no half say? eight. Oh half eight was oh, it So the weekend gets away from me in my old age. So uh, last night it became clear that was the Road Rangers were going down and they announced that Stephen Davis would step in an interim charge, assisted by Alex Ray. You can get your thoughts in on that. Your thoughts on who should come next? All the rest of it, uh, like Brian in Glasgow has done. Brian, what was your sort of gut reaction when you heard that news last
10: night?
7: Happy. I was sitting the uh, front and just watching the game. It's it's horrendous. It's they scored and Butland was shouting, and then you get Taveni, your captain. And then you've got goals and your vice-captain with a headstone. No even strategy to G the team up. And I'm like, we're we're done. And then we scored. And I was like, please don't score again. Because if we score again, it's just going to paper over the cracks. And I think, genuinely, I think looking at the videos, that's on Twitter and that now. To having and even taking the uh, opportunity to talk to fans and telling them there's nothing to talk about. I think, I hope the next manager that comes in has the Without saying it The The bottle To strip To have the captaincy And get to somebody like Butland Because right now I know I'm going off A wee bit him mean, We'll get Butland We'll get Tavernier, Goulson, Barisic, Jack, Ruth, Right You know what I mean They're all To me They're all serial losers So
1: is your so frustration aimed more them. I mean it's been one way traffic Against Michael Beale tonight Are you more Angry at the players For allowing this Aye.
7: Oh, a hundred percent. Mate, look at Kenny sitting in the, the studio tonight, and I don't think Kenny would have played under many captains the way Tavernier is. Do you know what I mean? It's he's no, he doesn't try and gee the players up. I've seen it time and time again. Keepers McGregor shouting at him and Tavernier telling him to calm down. That, that doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it's just frustrating. I think I wanted Michael Bill as soon as Gio was. Getting announced, I've labbed, I would have preferred me Bill. Would I like it? to work out? Of course I would have, but it's no, and it's it's happened. It's done now. But I just think that the players have got to take a lot of blame, and he's got to strip. Whoever comes in now has got to strip. Uh, eh, Tavini of the captaincy and Goldson, and just get rid of them and start afresh. Because that's the way it's going for me. Has he
1: been let down by his players that have been injuries? Who said that? You know, Michael Bill would love to have played. Raskin and Cantwell and possibly Lawrence and Ruth and Matondo, um, and maybe even Danilo at the weekend. So that obviously, you know, he's
2: he, he was hampered by that. But the ones who remained, did some of them let him down? Um Well Jack Butland said after the game against Aberdeen at the weekend that the players had to do more, the players had to knuckle down, shoulder the burden of expectation of, of playing for Rangers. And improve performances and improve results. So, no point, no need for me to say. It. Jack Butland said it himself. The likes of Tavernier on Saturday, football players are human beings. The Rangers players on Saturday, as that game unfolded, would have known that in all likelihood the manager was going to be sacked. Um, you don't want that on your CV. Um, you don't want that in your conscience when you're going up the road on Saturday night, knowing that your performance has helped a man lose his job. That's football for you, Gordon. Mm. Um, I've a bit more sympathy for the Taverniers and the Goldsons because in their Rangers careers, you have seen good performances from some of these players. They've reached a European final, they've won a league, they've won a Scottish Cup. It's not widespread success, but it's a degree of success. I think the problems that Michael Beale's had this season are mainly down to the poor displays of the summer signings Because with a notable exception of the goalkeeper None of the players have produced A performance of note in a Rangers jersey
1: uh, I know people don't tend to care What my opinion is on these things Kenny But just the journey that I've listened to On this show over James Tavernier I'm, I'm now wondering if we have reached Some sort of breaking point Just because every time this comes up Every time it goes wrong for Rangers Someone will call in and say I don't think he should be the captain And generally I always think Is that really is that really Rangers biggest problem Usually my answer in my own head is no. But I I do wonder how many more managers this conversation is going to keep coming up. Is it it worth even remove it as a talking point that that a new manager starts afresh with some of these players?
3: Listen, Tav is always a a target when things go wrong. And he has been over his time at the club. I've not been someone who's jumped on him at all because I don't believe in it. Listen, he was handed the captaincy in a time where there probably wasn't a lot of options when Steven Gerrard came in. Tavern had been at the club, he was a regular performer, he was always going to play every week. And by the way, that will continue when the next manager comes in as well. He will continue to play because whether you like him or you don't like him as a player or a captain, there's far more pressing priorities than right. replacing the, the, the captain and the right back at this moment in time. Yeah. You went through the list of injuries, uh, I would go and say there's not one of those players where they started the game in that front areas of the pitch had everybody been fit, uh on, on Saturday Or or in previous games For that matter So I just think There's a lot more Pressing priorities Than worrying about mm. where, What James Tav Listen that might be a, a, a topic for conversation A year or two's time And when a new manager Comes in Maybe he's got a really Really good right back He wants to bring in That he thinks You know what Maybe it is the time But for me Like I've yeah. said There's far more Pressing priorities How do you feel about The club as a whole
1: Just now Brian? Uh,
7: it's a hard one Because I think Douglas Park, when he was there, I think it was all about him. The thing that annoyed me all was this sin steel, oh we're not doing this because of parts are my part, my company parts aren't Hampton at uh Disney really. And I think but instead of building a relationship with the SFA, Douglas Park salvaged sabotaged it even more. So I think that now John Bennett and Bishgrove are there, they need to try and salvage that. But I think the the bigger tasks I've got in my hands for me. Don't know if you would agree, but I think we need to install a director of football and then get the director of football to install the manager. Because I don't trust Bish Grove and John Bennett to install a manager.
3: No. I think. Yeah, if that's the case, then we could be in for the long haul. It yeah, could take a while. But you've also got that case of, like, maybe the, there's maybe people that'll think, maybe the sporting director or director of football might be a more important appointment. So... It still needs to be the right guy. Mm. It's going to come in with the right vision and help to take the club forward. By the way, on all football in France, so whether it be performances, whether it be style or identity, whether it be recruitment, and then the, the, again, then appointing, getting the right manager into actually then go and deploy all that. There's a lot of responsibility mm. if that's the role with the. But but what I would say? Since Ross Wilson left, I've barely heard a word about a director of football coming in at Ibrox. It's
1: mm. actually a really good point, Brian, um, and one hopefully we can pick up on very soon because it's that time of the night already
0: beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online the Scottish UK/ It's
1: so very serious stuff when a manager loses his job maybe for two minutes a bit of light relief in the form of beat the pundit if you fancy it some light-hearted competition where you could embarrass Kenny Miller or Roger hanna by dialing 01419511025 before seven o'clock
0: tackle the headlines. Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here (coughs) at 01419511025 They're looking for you to share your thoughts on the days or the weekend's biggest talking points And there are absolutely no prizes for guessing what that is It is the news that Michael Beale was sacked as Rangers manager last night And the inquest into what went wrong and the thoughts on what should come next Are well underway We've actually not chucked too many names around yet We've kind of been looking back So maybe this is a good time to do it Who do you want next? Rangers fans 0141 951 1025 We'll play this first
0: Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online uk
11: Slash football
1: Okay, Beat the Pundit time Either Roger or Kenny will play against Johnny From Lennox Town How's it going, Johnny? I'm fine, thanks, Gordon. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, Johnny. I'll tell you what, when Motherwell pegged it back in the 95th minute or whatever it was, did you imagine this weekend would take the twist that it has since then?
11: I was gutted. I was uh, I was gutted and I, I didn't see... just In the 96th minute, you're thinking, that's it, it's going to be one each, so... It's been a good weekend in
1: uh, Lennox Town, uh, Gordon. A good weekend. Yep. I bet it has. Not in certain other parts of Glasgow in the west. It just depends where you are,
2: really, hasn't it? Um, heads Which it would was be more in here. I thought. I was, I was listening I to the game from Comarnac, <laughs> and I could just visualise mm-hmm. the Mushroom celebrating 87 minutes. Lewis Palmer scores. You and yeah. the Dazzler going mad when Blair Spittle equalised, and then the Mushroom having the last laugh. I maybe threw a few too many arms around. The equaliser Which obviously came back to
1: haunt me. Shapes Gordon uh, Nah Anyway we move on Heads it's Roger Tails it's Kenny On Beat the Pundit It is Heads Roger Hanna He's so good He starts on minus one Johnny can you take him down Cheers Johnny good luck
11: Uh yeah cheers Roger I think I'll lead
1: it <laughs> Right anyway Let's give Roger Some greatest hits radio To listen to 30 seconds on the clock And your time Johnny Starts Now <sighs> name either scorer For Rangers in the Scottish Cup final In 2022 Morellas. Which team's the only Scottish Premiership side without a win this season? Uh, St Johnstone. Duncan Ferguson managed what club before Inverness? The assistant at, uh, Fleetwood Town. Fleetwood. What round of the Scottish Cup gets played at the end of the month? The uh, second round. Name any of the Scottish clubs Alex Ray's managed.
11: He's been sacked for them, all, hasn't he? Um, Millwall.
1: Mm, let's bring back Roger Hannah. Roger, can you hear us? Well, you enjoying join Belinda the Carlisle there. Very good. Same set of questions, shall we? Go. Go. <sighs> Name either scorer for Rangers in the 2022 Scottish Cup final. Ryan Jack. Who's the only team in the Scottish Premiership without a win this Listen season? Johnson. Duncan Ferguson managed which team before Inverness? Forest Green Rovers. What round of the Scottish Cup gets played at the end of this month? The. Second Name any of the Scottish clubs Alex Ray has managed St Mirren The accidental footballer is the autobiography of what former Pat Nevin Which SPFL club have scored the most goals this season Oh goodness Um, Falkirk Did I need to ask you how you think that went Johnny? Uh, not so good, <laughs> not, so, not so good, <laughs> says Johnny. Uh, and you know, when Roger Hanna's in town, it tends to be quite difficult. It's getting pretty, I, I think you are staring at minus two, honestly. No, I mean, no that. chance. I think we should at um, least trial oh, it. No, no, we
2: trialed it before. I know that was
1: the worst thing though. We did trial it one night and they lost just oh, straight away. You know
2: what? You know. I've been
3: on twice with you, Roger, and you've lost. Is that right? Yeah? That, You're the bad, oh, bad old. There's oh, oh, oh. well, no so loss tonight, by the oh, way. Let oh, me tell you that. We're moving <laughs> him again. Nah, no secret tonight. Ryan
1: Jack or Scott Wright scored in the cup final what that says level Roger hanna's minus one is is whipped out um the St Johnston the only team without a win so we're still level you both got it then it goes downhill a wee bit Johnny or quite a bit downhill uh, Forest Green was Duncan Ferguson's club Roger goes one up the second round of the Scottish Cup Roger it's goes amazing. two up Alex Ray's managed
9: the second round as well.
1: Um, I'll give you. I, th- I didn't think you did, but to be honest, it's not going to matter. Um, <laughs> oh, you did. You did. I'm very sorry. Uh, so you both got that. I know. I, I know. Team I, team know team I know. I know. Uh, well, listen, just it, it, it gets worse, Johnny, because Dundee and St. Mirren are Alex Ray's clubs that he's managed. Pat Nevin was the accidental footballer. And Falkirk have indeed scored the most goals We're going in for the, the 10. SPFL. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. We're going for the them. 10. You got them all right, Roger. Which German city will host the Euro 2024 final? Oh. Goodness, Munich, <sighs> Berlin. Berlin. Berlin.
2: Berlin, that's yeah. 50 50. Yeah. One, two, three, four. He's got, Just he got, uh, Bayern, you know, the Alley uh, Arena.
1: He got them all right anyway, Johnny. It wasn't enough hard lines. Nah,
2: Cheers, Johnny. Yes,
1: good man. Thank you, Johnny. Right, very quickly. We usually do this at the start of the show, yeah. but it was like so busy, so frantic. What was your result of the weekend?
2: Well, some people won't have noticed this, but Aberdeen won. Sorry, uh, Because... <laughs> so and, and weekends like this, all the focus, and it's inevitable, Gordon, all the focus falls on Rangers and another disastrous result, and it's cost Michael Bailey's job. But for Aberdeen, it, it was okay. a momentous win. First time in... Was it 27 years or something mm. He'd scored three goals at Ibrox Result for you Kenny I know you would have gone Aberdeen
3: You were a big oh, fan of that uh, result yeah, of the aye. weekend uh, I think we'll go for the returning man Scottish football Big dunk up at Inverness three and, uh, Listen he made it a wee bit tough Dick Campbell's team come back mm-hmm. and, and almost got them to a draw But yeah we held on for the win Goal of the weekend
2: um, Not a great weekend no. I didn't think for Stunning goals I'm going to go for the man Dara Costello at St Johnson His okay. first ever senior goal yeah. on loan from Burnley Good finish against Livingston Kenny and I feel that like we need to give Motherwell
3: something Over the last three weeks They've had performances against St Mirren and lost Performance against Rangers and lost And a performance like on Saturday Which is incredible So I'm yeah, going to go I've to helped. Blair Spittal. It was a good goal A good one-two A good sidestep And I thought when the ball was just maybe stuck under his feet It was a mm. wonderful slide into the bottom corner Can you corner. get
1: extra, an extra trophy for the best three-game performance and To no result and no points? Uh, is that a thing? No, can, we, mm. can we look into that? Um, howler of the weekend
2: um, I always like to include something from the game I'm at For Super Scoreboard I was done at Rugby Park For <laughs> Kelly and Martin Purcell, Poor Kyle McGuinness If you're going to have a couple of minutes um, He scored an own goal He then gave the ball away in his own half And sprinting to try and retrieve his error He did his hamstring and, and speaking to Derek McInnes yeah. after the game It looks as if unfortunately The land's going to have another spell on the side mate. That
1: is obviously a shame But let's be honest The own goal was enough It was a bullet It was a bullet finish Yeah it, yeah. Not one of those like, oh, he's really
2: unlucky there. Well, his, no, man- his manager said he, he, he it smashed came, it into it the back of the, the net. bodies, and he couldn't get his feet right. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to Boris. It was,
3: it was like it was the attacker going mm. in and sliding and really getting that strong finish. Yeah. But anyway, Who it was, was your Howler. I'm going for the the, the penalty on Liam Gordon, Joe Nubley, and Graham Granger again. Bridgety. For me, quite soft. Okay, and top man of the weekend, top performer.
2: Individually I think probably Graham Shinney led by example for Aberdeen at uh, Ibrox and they've now got um, a wee chance Helsinki at home on Thursday St Johnson at home on Sunday Um, and they could suddenly build up from what was a poor start to the season I'll go for the man it's
3: Top scorer in the league at the moment and scored that ninety seventh minute winner for Celtic. I thought he's been he's flying. a really really good start to the season. but he could have had a couple of more uh, goals mm. as well this season. But what a wonderful start he's had to the season and he was a he was the decider on the match Matt, winner on oh Saturday. Really. Uh, you're both wrong. It's Bob
1: McIntyre actually. I'll have you know this weekend. Top man, top performer. But just for this weekend only. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. He's too far away. <laughs> Although Oban's quite far as well. Uh, John is a bit closer. He's in Maryhill. What's your main? Sort of overriding emotion As a Rangers fan Tonight John
4: hey, How you doing How you doing Gordon Yeah good thanks Good good um, First thing um, I was just funny obviously, to Obviously express My opinion about it. And Michael Willkip Like myself And every other Rangers fan We were all excited Because we were getting Telled he was The brains behind The whole Gerard factor But he's brought in these guys I mean they he's been saying Nine new players and to us he's, 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 the way I feel like we've we'll let go two good players they Lawson, Kent and we've brought in eight players to try and replace them in my eyes and they're just they're just no cutting it and if they're not cutting it for Michael Wheel who else are they going to cut it for is is there any manager out there that's going to come in and make us a better team because to me right now we'll be lucky to finish fifth fourth at the most. the way it's looking I always wonder
1: about that stuff because it's just that's not the case is it you know even a bad Rangers I mean Samir Will have something to say about it they finish above 5th for goodness sake oh, I think so man. <laughs> I think death
3: will finish above 5th uh... yeah, um, what
1: about John's point generally though is that is that the difficulty because we need, do we need to be careful not to rewrite it getting rid of Morelos and Kent wasn't necessarily a mistake no. Being need to make sure the guys that replace yeah. them are better
3: and by the way they might have not a choice in the matter either because the players might wanted to leave, yeah. so it did sound like Michael Beale wasn't keen on the idea. Though. I I think that I think I think the writing was on the wall with both of them. To be fair, for a long time, but anyway, I, I absolutely agree with John. Uh, it's, it struggles to see. This is where when you talk to the top of the show, you need fans want to see improvement from from the signings. They want to see improvements in the performance. They want to see style. They want to see identity. At this moment in time, I don't see where that progress can come from. From that, I think the only time it comes back is when Lawrence Cantwell Raskin. Riff and even Danilo. I know he's one of the new signings and he's not hit the ground running, but I've not seen a lot of him. I've not seen a lot of him to really make that judgment on that he's not going to be good. enough. But until these guys come back fit, I don't know how you can see a better level. Listen, can the players be play better? Yes, they can. Can they make better decisions? Yes, they can. But over this start of the season, we're 14 games in. Rangers have played 14 games this season already and we're still talking about like finding their feet and gelling and uh Seeing improvements in performance, I just don't see as each week goes past that the likes of a Dessers or a Lammers or listen, Seymour's top scoring now at the club, you know, but there's still a lot of question marks over them. So it's, I think, you only see improvement. I think, and the new manager will need to get those players back fit and get them in that starting lineup.
2: Be are fascinated to see them if Stephen Davis and, and Alec Ray get a better tune out these players in these two games this week, even if these are the only two games that this coaching staff takes the Rangers first team for. If there's an appointment during international break i will be fascinated to see if, if there's a change in style Kenny was talking about identity If there's a change in formation If there's a change in tempo And you know If Stephen Davis and Alec Ray can get a tune out Dessers, Lammers, sema These guys more than Michael Beale did mm, What do you make of the interim appointments John? To be
4: honest um, When I seen it this morning Stephen Davis uh, being appointed interim manager along with Alex Ray, and obviously the are backroom staff. I was actually, I was more excited seeing that than I was to see the Michael Beale appointment. Don't get me wrong, like every Rangers fan myself, I was really excited when I seen Michael that was going to be appointed the Rangers manager after the QPR job. Um, but when you look at the signings that he's made, and honestly, I just kind of think that any manager that comes into this job is going to make us any better to be honest with you that's just that's just my yeah, opinion Kenny like,
1: what's it like in a dressing room um, because I, I guess there will be times when a manager loses his job and the players how to put it not not necessarily want him to lose his job but like maybe some of them feel that he's holding them back but I've no idea if that was the case with Michael Beale. and know new signings are going to be complimentary do John Sterling not call him a genius A few weeks ago or whenever he signed Um, I just wonder what impact it will have on them Some of them maybe are really short and confident I mean, let's be honest Cyril Dessert must know fine well What the Rangers fans think of him Even if he doesn't bother
3: to listen to us I told him in person on Saturday Yeah, I also think he's been a victim eh, One of the main victims actually eh, The the current mood that's surrounding Ibrox at the moment Because it is Every single He actually looks Not scared But he he looks really tentative To actually put himself ...out there to receive passes, to take chances... ...and the three-minute sign when that chance falls to him... ...that was just a player that's lacking any kind of belief... ...in his own ability to go and finish... ...you know, the finish was all wrong... ...so he's been one of the ones that has really got it tough... ...in, in his early in his early Rangers career... ...so it's just natural that there'll be some guys... Not, ...maybe necessarily not happy... ...but might look, I might get more opportunities... ...if another manager comes in... ...and there'll be other guys that are really, really disappointed... And if the truth be told they should also feel I think the majority of the guys that they have kind of mm. let their manager down because irrespective of whether you like them or you don't like them, your job's to go and perform and you're playing, at this, you're playing at a brilliant club and you're giving all the all the benefits say, to representing that club and you need to give something back and at this moment in time the performances have just not showed that. Forgive me, John did you give
1: us a name for who you thought would be a, a good shout? I can't remember.
3: For
4: the for the actual Rangers Yeah, yeah. For the Rangers manager so to be honest he got in that I can I honestly, you'd be better at just putting names into a hat and just pulling one out
1: because of... I think John's lines breaking up. Um, I mean, that would be entertaining for everyone not connected to Rangers. Um, I think that is okay, you know. Some people, sometimes there is, you get to well, the stage where I, ch- I don't know, don't know what the best option is.
2: Yeah, and the board might take a time to assess the options. The last two occasions. There's been an obvious candidate. Michael Beale made sure he was the obvious candidate the last time for reasons we've discussed earlier on the show. I think when Steven Gerrard left to go to Aston Villa, Giovanni van Vunkers, from moment one, was the obvious candidate. So, neither of them really worked out to the satisfaction of the Rangers board or the fans. So, maybe it's not a bad thing. There is no obvious Mm -hmm. candidate this time. And there may be a greater degree of, of due diligence done on a greater number of candidates and that might yield a better candidate this time,
1: them Every single time a managerial vacancy comes up, people say in a very specific tone, you "Need to get this one right," and it's always true. But like it does, you just you keep wheeling it out every time for for good reason. Um, what do you make of the interim setup,
3: Kenny? Listen, I think it's inexperienced, but I think when you look at people that are in the building at this moment in time. Uh, Steven's an obvious guy to actually put right at the forefront of it. someone who's been at the club represented them a number of times over a number of years and had real success as a player as well and he's probably he's still I think he's still rehabbing there out off the mm. back of his injury so I think he's an obvious one uh, but very very limited yeah. experience in terms of coaching and things so I think Stephen Smith, he's in with the either under-16s, under-18s. He has been in back in the club for a number of years. Again, another ex-player, Alex Ray, represented the club a number of years ago. Uh, he's got the most coaching experience, I would say, in relation to first-team football. Mm. So, listen, I'll tell you this, they might take their time, Roger results in the next couple of games yeah. might allow them at a little bit more mm-hmm. time. If things don't go well over the next two, then there'll be a greater urgency to actually get someone in the building who is going to be there permanently, mm-hmm. not just overseeing a few games. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Clubs can do what they like. But is that,
1: you know, when you get an emergency situation like this, you know, some clubs have got somebody that, that does jump out at you. Like, I, I don't know, say the same thing happened at Celtic... I mean, Even John Kennedy went with Brendan Rodgers you know, Stephen McManus or Darren O'Dea would yeah. do it You know, and it, it, cannot, it would be a sort of obvious one I think David McCallum had to step in The last time just before yeah, know, Graham Murty's done it like no, Because of those experiences And because of the, the, the structure within Rangers At the moment there is no obvious one Is no. that why it falls on Stephen I, Davis? I think
2: it is um, I think the thing that the board would have prioritised After Saturday's game Is Making managerial change They would know that Michael Bale had run his race And had to go um, They would deal with that and then think right, who 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 is around here that we can put in charge of the team um, Stephen Davis Was there um, Some of the coaches behind them were there at a lower level They brought in Alec Ray to bring a bit of experience um, Listen it's, it's emergency situations For the Rangers board They will hope as Kenny says That Stephen and Alec can get a couple of decent results This week and that buys the board a little bit more time to assess a very big pool of potential mm. candidates and then prioritise who they want to bring in give on a permanent an, basis. Give us a name, Stephen, in Knightswood.
12: We're not to show.
2: OK.
1: And the one thing that might hold that back is, yeah, you just, to just, just he, yeah. got a job. Just got a job, Stephen, at Marseille. you going to be able to tempt him away so quickly? I <laughs> <laughs>
3: and award, <laughs> yeah. <Enough. laughs> um, it's Rangers, isn't it? It's Gettusel. I think he would have. I think he would have came right into the reckoning because I think a lot of the the characteristics he displayed as a player, and I think even as a manager, he's displayed a a willingness to fight and, and show passion. And he's got a he's got experience. He is a winner. I think he's got the type of personality to stand up in front. Eh, being a Rangers manager. I just don't think as last week he's went in at Marseille. Like it's it's just a week too late or ten days too late or whatever it's been. I don't think you'd be able to price my way after a after a week or two. Anyone else, Stephen? here, number one man? Uh, that boy said
7: Brentford. The Brentford manager, <laughs> Thomas Frank. <laughs>
3: by the <laughs> way, I'd, I'd like to see Stephen's Christmas list. by the way, two great choices. By the way, absolutely. But again, unfortunately, flying high in the Premier League, I can't see Rangers tempting a. Uh, Thomas Frank away from Brentford You're but not asking moment. for much Stephen No no Just a mannequin You could have went for a clock To be fair He <laughs> <laughs> might, exactly, might stop <laughs> no, there let pep up to you will be getting fed somebody,
9: up Pardon sorry Can I speak uh, Sorry uh, I heard somebody say Neil Wormack To the end of the season That is a shout
3: I like that I, just for, I'm telling you for, for this show alone I like it I tell you what I think I, I, I get it I get the, the, the thought behind it But It's short term you if you're looking at yeah. p- planning, and again, is that you're looking at planning and moving the club forward? Like, what what a career he's had over a number of years be, as, as a manager in England. But it's just short term. I don't think a short term appointment really. What was the? Story I wouldn't say a, it's outrageous a house in Dinoon or something. Yeah, so. is, there's, there's it's a fair link. commute that,
1: though, no? It's a bit, uh... <laughs> anyway thank you Stephen the most ambitious man we've had on all night I don't mind that always encourage you to dream big it was Stephen giving us some names who would your preferred candidates be good time to share them we'll get you on next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is
1: Clyde One's Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here. I think it's reached that time of the night. And by the way, by the sounds of it, we could be doing this for weeks if Rangers take their time. But I think we should start throwing some names in the mix. It's so early that no shout's a bad shout. Sort of, within reason. We've had some lively ones uh, already. So, Rangers fans... Or anyone else who's interested, get your thoughts over to us. Let me quickly give you this teaser.
0: The full time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East Kilbride. Tackle your customers' spaces with made to measure wardrobes.
1: Right, not going to dwell on this too long because I want to squeeze as many calls in as possible tonight. Since the English Premier League began in 92... eight players have played for either Rangers or Celtic and they've got 10 plus goals in an English Premier League season and 10 plus goals. In a Scottish top flight season Doesn't include loanees by the way So 10 plus goals In an English Premier League season And 10 plus goals In a Scottish top flight season Since 92 Can you name them? Any that spring to mind? Uh, Rod Wallace Yes Leeds and Rangers Kenny Did Robbie Keane get 10? No No. Um, Nikita Jelovic No Naismith No Oh my goodness Come on these these guys are, They're all goal getters They're actually all big names There's not even really any on here Right I think.
8: No The yeah, Cario? Yeah.
1: Yes Celtic Sheffield Wednesday West Ham Any more quickly Roger And we'll move on Chris Sutton Yes okay um, We'll get back to that Let's squeeze in more Names Stephen Is a Rangers fan Give me a name Stephen Who would, who would you like to see take over
12: How are we doing panel How are we doing tonight Good thanks Good You yeah, I'm happy Michael Beals finally gets P forty five eventually. Um no, first of all, I think this is a bit left field bad say Stephen Robinson. I think the job he's done at St. Murren on a shoestring is remarkable. He's done good at Murrowell, he's done good at St. Murren, and he's got the best out of players like you know, Mark Ahara, Ryan Strain, Scotty Tanza. I think he'd be a great shout for us right now. And dare I say I don't think his compensation would be that much either. I know my fellow Rangers fans are probably a bigger name but I think it'd be quite a tactical appointment and you know what you see
2: with a panel stills in that one? Yeah, he, listen, he's done a terrific job Gordon will probably tell you he'll remember better than me he did a decent job at Motherwell as well A couple of cup finals wasn't he in that season top 6 finish um, took and Mern to their highest finish in almost 40 years last season he kicked on second in the league I saw him at Kilmarnock on Saturday and they now host Rangers at Paisley on Sunday lunchtime that will be a big game for Stephen Robinson anyway. But I would think if Stephen Robinson St Mirren could beat the Rangers, I think a few more people might start linking his name with a job. And you have to remember St Mirren Park or the Smizer Stadium last season was where it all ended for Giovanni Van and I think that's massive right
12: now. I really do think
1: that's massive. Is there... Uh, and to be fair Stephen has seen it coming and said I know my fellow Rangers fans would want a bigger name uh, is there a a case to say that because the the standards or are, are, that's the wrong phrase the expectation levels and the pressures are so different uh, within our league because we've got you know the two giants that there is the, the days of actually hiring someone from lower down the league for those two clubs is is gone I wonder if I wonder just how tough it would be for some fans to, to take and I'm not saying it's right but I just mean the perception of it uh,
12: Sorry, Ken, on you go. No, no, on you go, bud. You know, I think you're right, but I think that kind of attitude is also into our recruitment because I think there's so many players in the SPL this season we could have got instead of Dessers, Lanners, um Danilo, mm-hmm. etc. You know, Duke, Miofsky, Kevin Nisbet. And that really frustrated me. I think we're trying to keep the mm-hmm.
1: recruitment and we've maybe looked a bit closer at home. Yeah, but I think that is true as well. I wonder if it's
3: different with a manager or is it the same? Listen, I think I think the same can, can apply and I absolutely agree, Stephen, that, that, that these types of players, I mean, listen, not all of them, but I think definitely one or two of them uh, would have been maybe, again, with hindsight, better options than, than players that have been signed. Particularly guys like Lauren Shanklin who scored 28 goals last year, he's an international player. I think he could have been a, a good signing for Rangers, Uh Stephen Robinson do it Steven for you. Stephen Robinson again. I think Rangers. I think he's done a wonderful job. I think it was third place finish with Motherwell. The cup finals. What he's doing with Saint Mirren at this moment in time. And I agree with Roger. I think with Rangers have a real game on their hands on on Saturday on Sunday. Sorry, uh, when they visit Paisley. So he's done a wonderful job. Again, it's. I do think that maybe Rangers fans will look for a bigger name, but. It has to be the right guy. That This is it. And, and if, if if the board felt, you know what, let's look closer to home. I, I mean, I can't remember anybody doing it, maybe since, what, McLeish maybe? Alex McLeish going for, yeah. for Hibs to, uh, to Rangers. But by the way, that worked out all right. You know, it was from a team that was was lower in the league. So I think uh, we do tend to just overlook our own kind of league now, again, for signings or, or managerial appointments. We do look further afield uh, for the bigger name or the more glamorous appointment, uh, Listen, again, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. I, I think it might be a big ask. I don't know if it will happen, but it's not absolutely out there. So, Stevens made a. It's not a bad suggestion. Chuck some names, Roger, as many as you like that you think. I don't
1: know.
2: But what, what, who, who's in the frame? Do we know at all yet? Or just throw some names well, out? Well, if you just look at the list of the bookmakers, I've got, I'm never sure they're absolutely nailed on. You know, to get it right on day one of the hunt for a new manager. But the likes of Kevin Muscat at Yokohama. They've spoken with the likes of Ralph Hassenhutl, Jesse Marsh guys that have been in the English Premier League in recent times. Um Pascal Janssen doing a very good job at A Z Alkmar, Kjell Knudsen, and Bodo Glimpt is another name that has been mentioned today. Um the likes of John Eustace, I think was mentioned even last week, down at Birmingham City, the job he's doing there. Um if you look closer at home, Stephen Robinson, who's mm. just been mentioned there. Notice Marcello Gallardo tonight yeah. seems to be one that I think is a story
1: from not too close to here. It's you know, it's not it's not a Scottish driven story, but that would be
3: very interesting. I think I heard think played earlier
2: on is that the former Monaco coach Philippe Clement was mentioned
3: as well. You know I mean, you that would be st- I wonder if former manager Stevie G would come into the into the reckoning. I know he's got a big a big heavy salary across in mm. Saudi at the moment, but it was somebody that delivered the last title, uh, he's definitely bring Michael Biel back as he's number two. Well listen, the mastermind Stranger things would happen, you know, the, but uh, he definitely carries the character and personality to lead. That's what I would say. That's going to be interesting
1: uh, for sure. Thank you to Stephen. What about Ross in Edinburgh? You got any names, Ross? Any any of those that we mentioned tickle your fancy or someone different? Well,
11: I'm, 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 hi. There. Can you hear me, panel? Yes. That, uh, hi. There. Yeah, I'm going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons, and uh, I'm going to say Steve Clark.
2: Wow, that's good. Discuss. I can't see it, I mean, Um for two reasons. Gonna, mainly because the job the he's in just now is about to go to the Euros. Year. You would imagine. When um, Recently signed a new contract to extend his stay as Scotland manager. Um, so that would be the main one. I don't think he would. I don't think he would be interested in the Rangers job just now. Let's just say that. With the whole bye bye Rangers, I don't think that, that, that type of relationship. I don't think that helps. If, it, it, if it's, it's been held against one? Michael Beale. That he came and watched a Rangers game and went to a Rangers pub, then I think that would be held against Steve Clark, rightly or wrongly. Agree. And he needs to win the Euros first, anyway.
3: And he's got a big job in his hands. Firstly, getting there, which is almost done, and then going and making sure the Scotland team could potentially be the most successful national team in history if they can go and qualify for the latter stages of a major tournament. Tell us why you're for that idea, Ross.
11: Uh, I'm. I'm just thinking the best that's out there just now. I'm just thinking the best that's out there just now, break the bank, pay them the money, and uh, just get them on side. He knows knows Scotland inside out. He knows the players. Um, That's the best manager in my eyes to take anything forward in Scotland. eh? Is Kenny still there? Yeah. Kenny, uh, do you remember playing for Musselbury Grammar? Of course I
3: do do you remember big Ross Henderson and played up front with you oh there's a question I don't know I was, I was a lone striker was I know? <laughs> I can't ah, actually know did you make the, him look good Ross ah, he's, he's, he's
1: basically he's got he's, Ross he's got you to thank for his for has him to thank, thank for your career, career.
3: Eh? absolutely aye ah, Ross yeah. did you do
1: all his hard work you flick it on he would just chase pigeons no I was I, I was uh, I
11: was me. Uh, I, I was like uh,
3: doesn't done another run, innit? Eh? <laughs> eh? Just the aye, same aye.
1: as my partnership aye, with Big Boy, you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Ross for throwing that name in. Profile of manager, right? Or, or these kind of brackets that we put them in. And Ross says, like, break the bank, get the best guy that's out there. And I, I, I kind of get that logic. That reminds me a bit of when Celtic appointed Brendan Rodgers. And I always remember on this show and someone saying, like, do you know what, go and get a manager and make him the highest paid guy in the in the club. You know what, forget your star player or whatever, go and get the manager to be the biggest and best out of everybody. And it kind of, that's what they did with, with Brendan Rodgers, right? And then obviously it worked. And I'm sorry to make the comparison, but it's just because Celtic have had the success recently. Um, but then on the flip side of that, Ange Postacoglu was, yeah, Anj who all that sort of stuff. But somebody who was clearly just identified as being a very, very good manager. And in case you hadn't noticed, he's now showing that elsewhere as well. So I'm always, I think, even as a, as a footballing public in Scotland, should we not have learned in, over the last few years that you you can't come up with this
3: profile, really, this one ideal. So, 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 so what we've actually had this on the show before. What do you do? What do you mm-hmm. do? Do you don't so you're you you do not go for the big name and break the bank. So you look for the unknown quantity because on both Mm -hmm. sides, there's no guarantee. Mm -hmm. And on both sides, you've got situations that have worked and situations that have no work. So I suppose, I mean, it's just always about it being the right guy. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Well, I think to have the right guy, if you have got a bit of evidence to suggest Mm -hmm. this guy's done a good job somewhere else, Mm -hmm. that suggests he's got it in him to actually then go and achieve some kind of success. If you've not, mm -hmm. then there's nothing there to back it up. Because where, where does it need
1: to, you know, like, so let's say it's the, the big name, if you like, then, Roger, someone that's really well known, that we've really heard of, what, and try not to be disrespectful to Scottish football or Rangers here, they're going to need to be at a certain point in their career then, they're either going to need to be coming off the back of a failure, which might yeah. be held against them, or they might have to be someone that's on the rise, or, do you know what I mean, you're not getting, Colin mentioned it, Thomas Frank, I'm getting Thomas Frank yeah. in the moment, so... Well, if it is to be a, a so-called big name, what, is that, what does that look
2: like? Well, that was how Celtic got Brendan Rogers. He was out of work because he had left Liverpool. Um, it needs to be... Circumstances need to smile upon you, Gordon. You need to find someone, as you say, who is willing to... go off at a tangent in their career. You know, we just spoke Keir, Kieto Knudsen. Huge success at Bodo Glimt. Um But thus far in his career... Hasn't really shown any inclination to leave Norway and try something else. And I think he's I think he's maybe 52 now. Pascal Janssen, again, really good success at Alkmaar and Holland uh, against the likes of Feyenoord and PSV and Ajax. But does he want to come and take on the challenge of facing down Celtic and Brendan Rodgers and that advantage they've, get, they've got just now? And also, football runs and money, Gordon. Uh, you know, is there going to be enough there to to bring in a new manager, to bring in a you know the, the backroom staff that he wants? And every manager wants to bring in footballers. Come January, there will need to be a kitty made available for the next manager to buy players. Because even in Rangers' recent history, obviously they went for Stephen Gerrard, who had
1: the profile and the name, but he didn't have the experience. And by all accounts, he brought up a coach who helped him along. Wonder whatever happened to that guy? Um, so it feels like
3: there's loads of different. Sort of categories if you like That these managers will fall into Well and then When you fast forward When Stephen leaves And Giovanni comes in Well he has got yeah. Good success and experience That's And, was
1: supposed to and he has a few big boxes, name wasn't it? I
3: think Gio ticked Pretty much most boxes mm-hmm. He even ticks the ex-player You know the yeah, connection yeah. to the club So he ticked so many boxes And at the start of last season Like we're, we're probably sitting In a very very similar situation Right now A team that looked Devoid of any kind of real plan Lacking in confidence, no great energy to the performance, and the results were suffering as well. So, like you see it's tough. The, the, you, the board need to put the work in. They just need to go through it. They need to meet They need to speak to however many people that they feel they need to speak to. They need to again, if there's a proven track record there, and there is also a. a I has to and and doesn't need to have been this big playing career, but if they've got if they're, if they're displaying the right type of characteristics of being a again having a this winning mentality that you look for, having the the personality and character to stand in front of that Ibrox crowd. By the way, not when things are going great and everybody's singing your name, but when you are facing a little bit of adversity and you can still stay calm and you can still deliver and you can still hold yourself uh, in a proper manner that that that, that, that a Rangers manager should. They, these are things that I think you can see and you can. You can, can negate a little bit of risk if you actually go and put the work in. Uh, and not just a point, again, like you say, the obvious candidates that have been there the last mm-hmm. two times. From Steve Clark to Neil Warnock
1: and Thomas Frank and Reno Gattuso, and this is only night one of The Search. Strap yourselves in for more of this. Uh, thank you uh, for the previous call. We'll do more before the end. On your teaser quickly, you were looking for eight players who've scored 10-plus goals in an English Premier League season, and a Scottish top flight season since 92 so Decanio, Sutton and Rod Wallace Hartson. yes Mark Viduca. yes we'll get the rest of the answers next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now
5: just a guy, clearly, death definitely shouldn't have been there in the first place. Honestly, guys, if I could have got behind my couch on Saturday afternoon, I would have been still hiding there than now. They're a series of journeymen. The full club is a laughing joke now. There's no winner mentality anywhere in that side. It's here as well. Look are bored? Simply don't know how to appoint a manager. Can he not take some of the garbage he brought with him? Away with him? When that stadiums and Sofia, it's are big shots of It's getting beyond a joke And not one of the players will get the character to handle it
0: Have your say 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard yeah, just a
1: flavour of what's been going on here on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. In the last couple of days, it's been a busy old time for you Rangers fans, so keep the calls coming in very quickly on this teaser. Don't want to spend too much time on it. There are calls waiting, uh, looking for eight players who've played for Rangers or Celtic, who've got 10-plus goals in an English Premier League season and a Scottish top flight season. De Canio, Sutton and Wallace. What else did you give me? We've got Hartson and Viduca. Uh-huh. Tory Flo. Oh, yes, well done. Two to get.
2: Brian McLean. No. Okay, two
1: to get, we'll get them a- before the end.
2: Pierre a- hello. No, uh,
1: let's go for Robert and Clyde Bank. Give me a name, Robert. Who would you like to see as the new Rangers manager?
10: Hello. Um, firstly, I feel sorry for Michael Beale. It uh, seems like a nice man that should never have been given the job. That that aside, let me say this to uh, the Rangers fans: I urge you to be sensible, right? Just like when Sir Walter was appointed, when Alex McLeish was appointed, everyone was underwhelmed, right? Alex won a promotion with Hibs, out of the blue, Rangers manager, competed with, I think it was Martin Neil, went on to win seven trophies in five years, right? We have a Scottish manager in Scotland with a pedigree of knowing our game inside out. Two promotions with two different teams, a League Cup, a Scottish Cup, loves Glasgow Rangers. Derek McInnes. Already this season, his team's beaten Celtic and Rangers. This chat with the Rangers fans, he knocked his back. People don't really know the real story, right? Sir Walter even said, you wouldn't have to look too far, regards Derek. Let's get a man in that loves the club, played for the club, Everyone, everyone else is a gamble for me, right? Muscat is a response to, to Ange. Is that where we're at, following Celtic? There's only one reason he's been mentioned. They talk about style of play. We aren't anywhere near that. We need to win. To the Rangers board, was I saying, keep it simple, do it well. We need a good Scottish manager to become a great one. Give Derek McInnes a chance.
2: Yeah, listen, I, I wouldn't disagree with really anything that Robert said there. Um, you're talking about things that work against Steve Clark. you know the things that have been said in the past. You wonder if Derek knocking the job back in 2017 would maybe work against him, I don't know, but listen, he's done a great body of work at Aberdeen over many seasons seven or eight years, great body of work at Kilmarnock so far, bringing the team up, keeping the team up victories against both halves of the old firm this season, so a definite live contender.
3: Yeah, an hour game, if you're looking not too far from home, Derek McInnes definitely falls into the category alongside Stephen Robinson, guys that have actually done good jobs with multiple teams. I mean, like you say, when he was at Aberdeen for a number of years, uh, there was seconds, there was thirds, there was European football, there's been the cup finals, there's been trophies. Stephen Robinson, again, kind of not quite done as as much as that, but a wonderful job as well. So, And listen, we've talked about it before, Derek ticks the boxes either the Rangers connection he's been a player through a, a wonderful era uh, and uh, that brought a lot of success to the football club so if you're looking if the are Rangers board are seriously going to consider someone close to home then obviously mm. Derek's name is going to be right at, the, uh, right at the top of that list
1: Would you expect someone not
2: from close to home? I genuinely don't know and and there's this nothing against the Rangers board. I don't think the Rangers board will know just now. I think they're sensible enough. This has been the first time that John Bennett and James Bisgrove together have targeted a new manager. Remember when Michael Beale came in last year, Douglas Park and Stuart Robertson were still at the helm. So it's all new. Um, we don't know what path they will take. I think they'll take their time. I think they will exhibit due diligence on, on all of the candidates. And... I honestly think it's a wide open field. We talked about Beal and Van Bronckhorst before him being the obvious guys. There is no obvious guy this time. Do you need to know Scottish football? Do you, I'm not saying
1: this was Robert's sole argument and this is not meant to be a criticism of Derek McInnes but sometimes you hear that this notion of a Scottish manager Someone that knows the game Does it matter? Pange no. Postecoglou no. Again, how many I, times? I don't
3: think it does And listen, there's been managers over the years That have came in and had success That have not been Scottish Or or mm. worked in Scottish football before So I don't think it is It needs to be a, one of the boxes That need to be ticked It definitely helps I think it helps more When there's a real Again, a crisis going on Where you think it's a, it's a stable hand It's steady the ship All these things come out for me, I'm actually thinking not in terms of any specific names, but I'm thinking that for, a, for big clubs now, they have these types of these succession plans. Mm-hmm. You hear it all yeah. the time. So, right, okay, we're going to move Morelos on as a player and we're, we know who the next three or four guys that we're going to target. And it should be constantly changing because they guys might sign for someone. I think the same applies to be a manager. If you understand and you know, and this is where I think the football clubs, a lot of them fall down. I don't think they know what they want to be. You know they don't know what they want, so you. This is going back to this style and this identity, or or how they want their, their club sporting to move forward and play. Maybe that's in there where, as well. correct, and that's where a sporting director can come in it. If you know what you want, I think it's easier, not easy, mm-hmm. but easier to identify potential targets at this moment in time. I don't think Rangers know what what, what we want to be. Yeah, we want to win, but that's that's an outcome, you know. But how are we going to get there? You know, that's what the Rangers board will be asking. And I think if you understand what you want. Then I think it's easier to identify the types of traits or a, a smaller group that should mm-hmm. be the next manager. We're running out of time, so let me thank Robert and quickly bring in Peter. Give me the name,
1: Peter. Go.
6: How you doing, panel? Uh, the person I would love to see at Ibrox would be Bella Davis. The man's, the man's been at a job for a long time, and uh, he won't stand for any nonsense. Being at iBooks, being an next Rangers man as well. Uh, also, I will take tap tap the captaincy, and bring, uh, somebody in uh, like Jack or something maybe do, uh, the
1: captaincy. Right, we don't really. T- I don't think we've got time for both of those debates. So let's go for manager first. Billy well, Davis is Peter's
2: name. Yeah, my understanding is he would be a, a contender as well. He's been out of the game for a long time, Billy, for various reasons. Um, great body of work down south, particularly likes of Derby County, Nottingham Forest, Preston. Um, managing the English Premier League, great success in the English Championship. My understanding is he's, he, you know, he, he's very well qualified for the jobs, and he has seen an awful lot of football in the last mm. few weeks and months. Um, is looking to get back in, and would we, be keen in this.
3: I could speak firsthand that he's top level, Billy Davis is. He's absolute top level. He took me down to Derby and it was a horrendous year for the club. But having that small amount of time working with him, his attention to detail, he's meticulous. He's I mean obsessed is no even it doesn't even apply here. He's very, very good manager and a very, very good coach. Loved working with him. Would the the time out of the game matter, do you think, to to decision makers? I think it would, I think you mean you've been out of the game a long time, mate. You're you're no long forgotten, you know. It's uh, but he's Someone that if see if you get someone like like Billy Davies in front of people and there's a, there's loads of people I've came across in football if he's in front of someone I think he, he'll take people along with him and he'll, he'll convince them so listen whether he gets a that opportunity or whether he was uh, a serious contender no but I just know from working with him his passion his energy and his knowledge is is top level right I think we'll have to knock it in the head it's an
1: interesting. Suggestion for sure Peter But we've reached the end of the show already But don't worry, we're on every night That's the beauty of this show Plenty more to come uh, in the next days and weeks So quickly you two looking for two more answers on the teaser Eight players who've played for Rangers or Celtic Who've got 10 plus goals in an English Premier League season And 10 plus goals in a Scottish top flight season Since 92 De Canio, Sutton, Wallace, Hearts and Vaduka Flo One is not even a striker Not even an attacker really That's A kind of midfield player Oh. Set pieces, oh, oh,
2: PC. That's a good one.
1: I mean, if I give you the English club, it's like nailed on, nailed on. I'm toiling, um, Roger Blackpool, oh, Charlie, Charlie Adam. Adam. There we go. This how do you even get that. poor? Oh, no, this that's one's even easier, court. is it? What? What a goal getter this guy was. What, Lovings? What,
3: uh, oh, Rangers? Celtic?
1: Rangers. West Ham Tottenham Sunderland etc oh, etc. Et goodness me
3: anyway we are back
1: tomorrow for more of the same I suspect the search is on for the new Rangers manager and there are massive European games this week it is not the week to be missing Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard so make sure you join us at 6 o'clock tomorrow thanks for all your company this evening is much appreciated and Callum Gallagher is up next